Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Thanksgiving Eve, I guess you could call it, on the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ out at the 21st Annual Street Turkeys presented by Ram Pavement at the Doghouse, powered by Jack Daniels, broadcasting live from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, T.R. Lawing, and One Cloud. We work in partnership with the Second Harvest Food Bank of Metrolina and Loaves and Fishes Friendship Trays to provide meals to families over the holidays and beyond. We are at the corner of Mint and Moorhead Street and invite you to come donate frozen turkey canned food, box goods, and monetary donations. That Skrilla can't make your way here. You can donate by texting Street Turkeys, that's S-T-R-E-E-T-T-U-R-K-E-Y-S, to 44321. That's Street Turkeys to 44321. All right, Walker. So college football weekend, big one coming up, massive games. We're talking about college football going to take shape. We saw the Florida State Seminoles get jumped by the Washington Huskies yeah, we sure did. this week. But the Noles still have a 58% chance. Oh, and excuse me, we are in the campus. Kona, yeah, my bad. Yeah, it, all, all the yelling things that we need to do, we need to go ahead and make sure we still do those, apparently. People love it when we yell. Yeah, so uh, Florida State still has a 58% chance of making the college football playoffs because for them, I would not fret much because they're going to be – a loss or two in front of them that should put them in there should they finish undefeated. But what were your thoughts? Was this expected, and do you feel like Florida State should be worried? I feel like the committee got to hide behind the fact that Washington had a big old win over Oregon State this weekend, and so they could just point to the resume. They could continue to shoot flares next to the resume and say, pay attention to this. It wasn't Jordan Travis's injury that forced Florida State to drop down a spot, even though, like Reese Davis was saying on the program that revealed the results, you could, you should even consider it because they are a different team without Jordan Travis there at the helm starting at QB. I do think that it's the right choice, though. Like I, Even if I think that it was serving as camouflage, the fact that they get to hide behind the fact that they beat Oregon State this weekend, I do think it's the right choice. Washington has had an extremely impressive resume. And, like, when people talk about style points, style points only matter so much when you get this many consecutive impressive wins in a row. So I understand where Joey Galloway was coming from on the broadcast last night, Wes. I, I wonder if you agree. It's like, okay, if Michigan is up here because of style points, then why isn't you know Washington continuing to move up when their strength of schedule is better, when they have all these consecutive wins? You know, If it's all about how it looked in Michigan the last couple weeks might have not looked as strong, even if they have had a couple victories, then does any of that make sense? I'm cool with the rankings the way they come in, but I would have been real interested to see if Washington didn't have a big victory over the weekend, if Florida State still would have fallen a spot. Oh, that certainly played into it, and I knew once they got that win, I said, oh, they're going to jump Florida State because of their strength of schedule, and they played a pretty strong schedule 
schedule with the Pac-12 being what it's been this year. But if I'm the Florida State Seminoles, again, I don't worry about it too much because Michigan State, not Michigan State, but Michigan or Ohio State, they're going to eliminate one another. Uh, then you're going to have a potential Georgia-Alabama quandary if that comes up as far as the winner of that game and what happens there. But other than that, I still think the Noles are going to get in. I think Tate Rotomaker is a guy that's going to be ready to step in for Jordan Travis. I think that he's going to play good football. I think he just really needs to letter of the law, get the football to the playmakers, and I think Florida State should be able to survive Florida, even though it's going to be a very hostile environment. Uh, it's going to be a bowl game of sorts for the Gators, so it's dangerous for them, and then they've got to take on Louisville, which is another dangerous football team, but I think that they'll be uh, just fine. So when we look and turn the page, also South Carolina We'll take on Clemson this weekend. Clemson back into the top 25. They're sitting there at number 24, and they're going to take on a South Carolina team that would love nothing more than to upset their in-state rivals. So what do you think of this matchup and how this thing could go? Is Clemson in trouble of having their, I guess, good vibes ruined, or are they going to go in there and continue to uh, chop wood, so to speak, and take out the Gamecocks? I heard Mac and Bone this morning, and I don't think they're alone. I think a lot of people are scared to go all in with Clemson, despite the way that Clemson is playing, despite the way South Carolina is playing, to be fair. But I think people are scared because nobody expected to uh, what happened what happened last year for South Carolina to actually get that victory over Clemson following the Tennessee game maybe we should have seen it coming so I think that has people scared of going all in with Clemson because their defense has just been playing lights out their offense have been figuring it figuring ways uh, to get it done whether it be Phil Maffa or Kate Klubnick doing just enough to win those football games I still feel pretty confident that Clemson is going to win I like that South Carolina has been able to rattle off three straight victories I don't know if they've been as meaningful as Clemson compared to the strength of schedules North Carolina Notre Dame those are impressive wins that Clemson has now under their belt in the second half of the season I, I still think the Tigers are going to roll I think this is a very dangerous game because South Carolina sitting there at five and six I'm not sure if they'll get into a bowl game with the losing conference record but I still think that there's a good chance that they will I I mean, that SEC on their chest is going to carry some yeah. weight as long as they have those six wins. I did. I was impressed with the fact that they beat Kentucky after struggling with Jacksonville State. Spencer Rattler threw two touchdowns, no interceptions in this game. Uh, they're starting to get a little bit more from their rushing attack, even though they didn't run it well against Kentucky. Leggett, Xavier Levitt, Leggett is really starting to, uh, you know, pick it up. He's been continuing to be a stud play on that team. So I think this is a dangerous team. I think Clemson wins in a close football game, though. Uh, I think the Tigers are just on a road. They're on a warpath, and I think they have great purpose. Uh, so also turning the pace to a team headed towards the postseason, Western Carolina, they finished the 20. 23 regular season ranked number 23 uh, in the media top 25 for FCS and were just outside the numbers receiving votes in the We Are FCA coaches poll this week as well. But I mean, they are loaded. Sophomore Cole Gonzalez, Gonzalez hopefully, he might be uh, one of the next Wake Forest uh, transfer portal. You've been making your guys. pitch. That's the uh, second we, time no, I heard it. They've gone down there doing a little bit of tampering there. But uh, <laughs> they have 14 players on the Southern Conference Sports postseason. 
preseason teams, headlined by five on the first team and the media selection for Offensive Player of the Year, Cole Gonzalez. So they had five on the second team and four all freshmen. Do we think that this is a team that's going to get into these FCS playoffs and make some noise, or do we think that it's a great season for them and their postseason run won't be lasting very long? No, no I think they can make some noise, especially with the kind of start that they had at the beginning of the season. It's not like that talent all just dwindles up and goes into nowhere. I do think they've been doing a, j- a good job over building the last few seasons, right? Like, this is a team that has ended up with more wins than where they left off with, and it does seem like maybe that next step is contending once they get to the postseason, but I do think they're ready to at least not be an easy out once they get there, if they get there. Yeah, I think so. I think that they can get in there and possibly win a game. We know the FCS, though, you know, very top-heavy. Normally, the teams at the top are the teams that you see get to the championship, uh, whether it's North Dakota State or uh, I forget which of the schools is the the Jackrabbits, but they're really good South too. South Dakota? Yeah, they're really good as well. Those That's Dakota Nate schools, Walters man, University. FCS, if you want to go up there and play some good football in the cold, be my guest. But yeah, I think Western Carolina, I'm hoping they do. I'm definitely going to be locked in for their playoff games, and we'll see what they're able to do. Going back into the ACC, the NC State Wolfpack have won four in a row, five out of their last six. They are Fuego Walker Mail with Drake May and the North Carolina Tar Heels carrying their keisters behind them after getting smashed by the Clemson Tigers. And how much intrigue is in this matchup? As hot as NC State is, is UNC next on their list, or will Drake May overcome and get the heels? where they need to be. I have no clue what to make of this game, to be honest with you. I didn't last year. This is just one of those matchups, right? You know, both of these teams hate each other, both of them. And NC State, they would love nothing more than to end Drake May's career with a loss, especially with the possibility of him just skipping out on the bowl game. So if this is the last game of Drake May's career and he ends up with another L to the to NC State, after suffering that kind of L he did last year, and what was it ended up being like? At least, was it triple overtime? Was it quadruple overtime? I know it was multiple. Yeah, that would be tough. Um, do I think that NC State is going to win this game? I think North Carolina, but I don't know, Wes. This could go either way. Just because can Brennan Armstrong make North Carolina's defense pay with power running? That's the way that this defense has been destroyed in the past. I actually think if you were to drop back and pass a little more so, maybe that's how you allow a Cayman Rucker to get loose and actually help that defense out. But because Brennan Armstrong has been a monster running the football, that's his strong suit as a quarterback anyway, I actually think a ground-and-pound type of offensive attack is going to hurt him, just like we saw against Virginia in North Carolina's first loss of the year when Hollins was running buck wild over everybody. So... Yeah, that that's the real answer. Can can they can they stop him enough? Can they keep him in third down and long situations to where you might even force some passes and then you just you know, live with what Brendan Armstrong does through the air. I think that's going to be the key to this game. Yeah, the thing is, too, is how hot is this NC State offense going to be? I mean, they put up 35 points on the road at Virginia Tech. As we said yesterday, that's the most since 2020 when they opened up the season against Wake Forest and scored 45 points. I think NC State is getting it done creatively. If they can get the type of game they got from Brendan Armstrong this week, which is totally in the cards with the way this Carolina defense plays, 289 total yards, four touchdowns, and in the way that they are being creative 
relationship with my man KC Concepcion, whether it's rushing the ball, receiving the ball, even pass the ball last week for a touchdown. I think for a defense like Carolina that plays a lot of undisciplined football, uh, you see that this defense has reverted back to what it's been in the past. They're currently ninth uh, in scoring defense in the ACC. But I think that NC State right now, they're very confident. We know defensively what they bring to the table. They're fourth in the conference in scoring defense. And so I think that if they can just get enough stops on Drake may slow this North Carolina offense down. I know they're probably going to take a page out of that Clemson playbook and implement some of the things that they did. I like NC State in this football game to defeat North Carolina, uh, and I think this is going to be a tough one for the Tar Heels. So it's really all about, too, can Drake may I wonder who's going to get out to the first lead, and if that – I don't want to say scares NC State, but if North Carolina gets out to a 14 or maybe even 17 nothing lead, right, if that's possible, then is the game already done with your disbelief in NC State's throwing ability? Because Brennan Armstrong, the last two games since he, come, since he came back with MJ Morris now out, 113 yards total passing, 203. That's it. And he had 200 yards passing on 18 completions. He ran it 15 times against Wake. He ran it 21 times against Virginia Tech. I wonder if NC State gets down, even with North Carolina's defense. Is that going to be something that they can come back from? North Carolina's defense, though, Wes, I will say, like that that's leaky enough to where that, that wouldn't be all that bad to come back from, even if it was all on the ground behind 17 points. <laughs> all right, and, and just taking a quick look around the nation, and Paul Feinbaum, always one to have strong opinions, has very strong opinions about one Lincoln Riley at USC, called the man a fraud. He said, maybe, Lincoln, you ought to look in the mirror. Maybe you're just a total fraud, as the Trojans have lost five out of six they right now sit at seven and five with one of the best college quarterbacks that a lot of people have seen and so do we feel like that Lincoln Riley that seat is starting to get hot there after all of the fanfare all of the 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 great things that he's done as far as Heisman Trophy winners but not quite getting it done in the CFP and in the biggest games that he had at Oklahoma is it time to start really looking at Lincoln Riley with the side eye walk well, well I mean you can look at him with the side eye I get that but it's not like they are getting to a lot of those games that Lincoln Riley was able to get to at Oklahoma anyway like before Lincoln Riley was there you had a Clay Helton season where you got to a Rose Bowl and a Cotton Bowl. Those were two good seasons from Clay Helton. And then after that, you go 5-7, and 8-5, and 5-1 five, five and one before he's dropped the next season with a 4-8 and eight record, right? Mm. So you did have Steve Sarkeesian there. Lane Kiffin had a couple 10-win seasons. But, Wes, I mean, the kind of success that USC wants, mm. I still think the best avenue is with Lincoln Riley, continuing to recruit, recruit at a high level, at least at the quarterback position. Because... With all of the lack of talent that you might point to defensively, and it's bad, and that's how those Oklahoma teams were constructed as, too as well, w would you rather have the best Heisman-winning, Heisman-candidate QBs in your program if it always meant a poor defense, hoping they can figure that out? <laughs> or would you rather go with a different coach other than Lincoln Riley and maybe not get that caliber quarterback except for once every, like, five years? You have that caliber quarterback with Lincoln Riley every season. Mm-hmm. And for me, call me scared, that's just not anything that I want to sacrifice, even if it is at the historic USC. You haven't been the historic USC since Pete Carroll left you. So 
I would still hold on to Lincoln Riley. I don't know how hot that seat is, at least. I don't think it's crazy hot. I think they'll hold on to him, but I think the seat should start to get hot. I mean, like I said, with Kayla Williams, they, they severely underwhelmed this year. He just can't seem to get defense, and I think USC is a school. Just like Oklahoma, though, I mean, you're going to be able to attract the talent, but he's got to get that defense back on track, and that's no easy task. But I think next year he's got another number one quarterback recruit that's waiting in the wings to step in and play. Uh, also, really quick, I know we're up against it, but uh, Deion Sanders, do we still have the same faith in Deion that we once did? Uh, probably not as strong, but I, it was always going to take some time anyway. Yeah. Like it, It's not crazy to see a coach come in, get a few wins, have some big victories, but also lose quite a bit when you have that much of an overhaul, right? Deion Sanders, if, if we're going to have the rule of the, the three-year rule with these other coaches that take over a program, give them time, see what they can do. It, whether you like Dion or not, I think Dion, if we want a true and a fair evaluation on him, then yeah, we should see what kind of progress they make next year and maybe even the year beyond if he's there for three seasons. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting too. you got players coming out now talking about selfish play and things of that nature. And so uh, with Colorado, I still have faith in them. I think when he gets some more recruits and then hopefully it's recruits and not just transfers, we'll see what happens. But, man, they have not ended the season on a high note. But when we come back on the Wesson Walker Show, we're going to get into the Panthers-Titans top 10 on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Wesson Walker back at it. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Appreciate you guys hopping on with us. Of course, we're live at the Doghouse for the 21st annual Street Turkeys event. You can text Street Turkeys to 44321 to help us out. That's the monetary donation. You can do that even if you don't want to visit us here at the corner of Minton Moorhead. That's fine. No hard feelings. Just make sure you text in some kind of donation. It doesn't matter how much you donate. Street Turkeys, it could be all one word. It could be two as well. It works that way also. Street Turkeys to 44321. And real quickly, I want to thank our sponsors. Ram Pavement, they have volunteers on site throughout the entire day. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. They're proud supporters and sponsors of Street Turkeys. Also, TR Lawing, you just heard from Joe, who joined us in the first hour. Proud supporters as well and sponsors of Street Turkeys. Actually had a 
appearance there with Joe, and in about seven minutes, they're going to be making a very large food donation. That's going to be happening at 1.30, and then also, last but certainly not least, a big thanks to One Cloud, proud supporters and sponsors as well. They already made their donation. They did so at 10.30 and hopped on with Charlotte Sports today. So lots of people helping out, and we appreciate them with all of our hearts. Yeah, I just wanted to say real quick, last segment we were talking about Western Carolina and the FCS playoffs. I assume because they were ranked that they were automatically going to go to the playoffs like most do with their best teams, but they did not make the playoffs, in fact. So just wanted to clear that up. Local teams that are in, though, Furman is a 7th seed. North Carolina Central uh, is there as well. And regardless, I'm still going to be under a blanket watching FCS playoff games in bad weather, enjoying the fact that I'm not out there. That's how it should be. All right, so <laughs> so here you talk about the rankings. We have some rank radio coming up in just a moment because because we won't be on – Tomorrow for Thanksgiving, and we are also are not going to be on Friday, actually. I think we're going to be airing an NFL game on Friday, so we will not be giving you Wesson Walker from 12 to 3. So plan accordingly. But because of that, we're going to give you the top 10 list. We skipped it last week because Wes was going Hollywood on us. Oh, man. <laughs> but he's not here. I had to clown you a little bit. Yeah. Because he was calling the Duke and Virginia game. So we didn't do it last week. We're about to do it here. But, Shroppy, I believe you said in the last half hour we've had three people donate $100. Is that right? Yes. Yes. As far as I can see, I can only see back a certain amount of donations. Um, do you want me to read off the names or? Uh, well, I mean, that's Maybe. fine. No, that's fine. We can give them a shout. If they want a shout out, then we can give them a little bit of a shout out later. But this is the rule, right? This is the thing to entice you to donate. If it, if it, you know, helping the community isn't enough, I get all of that. And even if you are helping, right, even if you are donating and you don't need any incentive to donate, you just want to help out the city of Charlotte, we want to have a little fun with this as well. And so here's the rule. If you donate $100, then me and Wes, the entire show, we will have to complete a punishment. Just because this kind of thing will be fun for you guys. We're willing to endure some pain in order for everybody else to have some fun at our expense. Wes already hit probably the worst one. And he knows that he was just a victim of the random wheel of death. Yeah. I mean, he saw it. I wasn't trying to play any shenanigans I on I trust him. you, man. I, I have four trust you in know, you. So if we have three, we're going to spin the wheel three times, and then I'll throw it to Shroppy as well, and he can play the gobble sound. But we'll have three times that we spin the wheel, and we now have three events that we're going to have to complete before the year ends. You ready for the first spin here, Wes? I'm ready. All right. Gobble, gobble. Wheel. Yep. Gobble, gobble. The wheel is spinning. It's spinning. What random task. Oh, that's a great sound bite as well. And I think this is the good one here, Wes. Oh. This is the one we wanted. Spicy takeout. So that's the wings. That's the wings. Okay. This is the idea that we got on the text line yesterday. Uh, I believe blank rule. I'm not going to repeat anything that gets us uh, fined by the FCC. But blank rule texted in and said, hey, you guys should have a Hot Ones style show where you do an entire show, but maybe at the end of like every other segment or whatever, you eat chicken wings at the end and then the wings get hotter and hotter and hotter I'm as you go on. Food. All right, so that's a good one. All right, so spicy takeout and Wes and Dirty Duds. Wes has to wear Carolina attire to fitting mm. and mind choosing. So 
That's what Wes, <laughs> Wes hates that one, too. Mm. He does, it hurts him. I'm telling you, I, I threw this idea at him yesterday, and he said, that would be horrible. Yeah, it is, man. That's To me, I, I don't think it could get much worse than that. I'd rather walk around in muddy, yeah. dirty, nasty, <laughs> smelly clothes than a Tyler Hansborough jersey, okay? Yeah, if we had a Hansborough jersey. <laughs> I'm telling you, he absolutely hates it. All right, let's spin it two more times. Hit the gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. He's going to break out and hide. All right. So let's spin. We got spicy takes. And then, oh, I think this is, oh, what's it going to be? Okay. Man this on is, the street. Okay. This is one that we were cooking up yesterday. This is man on the street turkeys. So maybe what we can do at the end or whatever for like a five-minute segment, Wes can call in. He can go out on the street with all sorts of volunteers. And then you can get random Thanksgiving food takes. This is your world. This is Wes's world. Okay. Okay. Random takes on food. Random takes on the Charlotte Hornets. Random takes on the Carolina Panthers. We can finish this segment, and then you go out on the street at some point, and then you can be on the phone line, and then you can give us some I like takes. It. All right, so that's man on the street turkeys. That's something that we're going to have to do. And then final spin of the random wheel of death. This happens because people donate $100, and then we get to spin it. Um, we're scrolling. Um, okay. This is Hot Wings Takes. <laughs> and so Hot Wings Takes, this is the, so we already have the, the thing where we already scroll down and, uh, or as the show goes on, eat a spicier chicken wing. So this one, this one's actually where Wes has to complete an on-air takeout order. But he has to complete a bank of show catchphrases. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, so when you order teriyaki madness or when you order something else, then you have to complete, like, maybe I'll give you five catchphrases. That's fire. Uh, man, hell no. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, we can do something with, like, I think about Pop-Tarts a lot. You know, we'll yeah. uh, we'll come up with show catchphrases. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's going to be like, uh, what's the practical jokers? Yes, that's right. You're going to have to complete every single one of those catchphrases. Um, at, at some point, we'll do an on-air order. I oh, like that. Okay. All right. So that's it. That's uh, Those are all of the tasks that we have to complete before year's end. And there are plenty more. I, I've got a lot. Wes just saw the random wheel of death. We have, like, I think 15 more tasks. So we have – I've got enough here for us to complete. If you well, donate $100 and, and Troppy lets us know, then we will complete these tasks. Yeah, and that's 700 pounds of food, There's right? There's actually – sorry. Go, sorry. go ahead, Troppy. Oh, you got something else Yeah, I was there? just saying that someone else uh, confirmed to me that they did actually donate 100 I just couldn't see it that far back on the, on the donations list. All right, so we'll spin the wheel a little bit later, but I'm marking it down. We got one other one. We'll spin the wheel. We have one more punishment coming our way. I feel like a lot of them have been West-centric, and there's a lot I know, still here I'm, I'm taking a lot of L's <laughs> <I know>. today. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we get some Walker topics in there a little bit later on. Let's go to the top ten ranking now. Um, it's the Tennessee Titans up next for the Carolina Panthers. We didn't do it last week, but we can do it this week where we rank the top ten players – between the Panthers and the Titans, whoever is going to suit up on the field comes Sunday afternoon. Wes, why don't you kick us off here, and you can give us uh, – are you going to go from 10 to number one? You want me to go all the way? Just I'm asking through. if we're going from 10, yes, 10 to one. all the way to one. Sure. All right, so why don't you give me the first three starting at 10. All right, number 10, I got Jack Gibbons, linebacker for the Titans. 66 tackles, two tackles for loss uh, on the season so far. Then at number nine, I've got Aaron Brewer, the center for the Tennessee Titans. He's the 14th-rated center, according to PFF, eighth-best run-block grade among centers. 
And then at number eight, I've got Frankie Louvu, who's number 22 for inside linebackers in pro football focus. But he's got 81 tackles, seven tackles for loss, three and a half sacks. Okay, very good. Um, I actually have Sean Murphy Bunting coming in at number 10. He's 28 out of 115 qualified cornerbacks this year. I think he's been good the last two seasons. So now you're giving me some kind of longevity. I like what Sean Murphy Bunting has done, and it's not just been in this system, by the way. He was also a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, played some good football there on good defenses. So he comes in at number 10 on my list. I have the same linebacker as you, just a little bit lower. I have Jack Gibbons at number 9. Number 9 on my list is the same. That's our first uh, connection at this point. And then I got Luvu at number 8. So those are my next three that I have here, Wes. So two linebackers, we agree there. The only difference there is Sean Murphy Bunting coming in at number 10. All right, who do you have in the next three starting at the seventh place? All right, number seven, Xavier Woods. He's allowed six catches, 47 yards, along of 19 yards on the season. Has not allowed a touchdown and a 71.7 passer rating. Number six, I've got Brian Burns, who's currently sixth in pass rush win rate. Five sacks on the year for him, 10 tackles for loss. And at number five, I've got DeAndre Nuke Hopkins, 42 catches, 650 yards, averaging 15 and a half a catch. All right, so you had DeAndre. Was there any thought into putting DeAndre Hopkins a little bit higher? Um, A little bit, but the, the guys that I put in front of him, I didn't feel like that he was worthy of going ahead of them. I know he's played with instability at the quarterback position which has affected his numbers a bit because he's had some resurgence he's had some games to try to remind people who he once was and he is having a solid year but the guys i put in front of him i felt like he was not worthy of being in front of them yeah i mean i think deandre he's been graded pretty highly he had the one game where he had three touchdown passes they were or catches they were all bombs from will levis once they started to let loose downfield uh, i think that was something that really helped will levis out and something that really could have helped bryce young out as well all right so yeah you know what i've got brian burns at number seven also okay <laughs> don't feel like the pass rush has been there as much as what we thought was going to happen at least at the beginning of the season yeah, it wasn't really that much against dallas it wasn't i thought at the beginning of the season uh, at the beginning of that game he was going to provide some pressure um, but the numbers just didn't come in nearly as much as you would have liked. I'm actually going to flip a couple guys, though, here. So okay. I have DeAndre Hopkins coming in at number six okay. because of, you know, like if we were going career, DeAndre might be number one. Sure. I mean, could be. He's certainly up for discussion at number one. But DeAndre Hopkins right now, he is having a good year, but I'm going to put him at number six. And uh, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Derek Brown at number five. I oh. think Derek Brown. Yeah, Derek Brown's been very good, but there's some good ball players in this game, too. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Derek Brown at five. Well, number four. Adam Thielen, 76 catches, 726 yards. He's on pace for 129 receptions. So I've got him sitting there at number four. Number three, man, I got Derek Brown. Okay. You know, I'm starting to come around. He's there starting to go. play yeah. some better balls. I'm sorry, ball. Derek. I'm he's sorry. He's kind of been up and, up and down, but he's starting to get on the upward trend. Uh, he's got 55 tackles in 10 games. That's doing work. And he's number two in the NFL in run-stop win rate among interior defensive linemen. Yeah, I, Derek Brown, I might have messed up. You might have called me out on it because, honestly, though, you might be mad at me because I kind of want to flip Thielen and Derek Brown. I want to put 
Thielen at number five. But well, you only have him two spots ahead of me, all right? I think that's that's how it would be. Yeah, yeah. You would only have him two spots ahead of me. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, wait, you have Thielen at four. I right? got Thielen at four. So that's what I was. I was putting Thielen at five, and then Derek Brown at four. Yeah, is that but fair? But you said you're gonna flop him. That's what I wanted to do. All okay, right, so we'll flip flop. Do your thing. I'll flop him. All okay. right, so Adam Thielen at number five. Give me Derek Brown at number four because you're right. If you push around Zach Martin the way that he did, yeah. then I'm gonna have to put you up there at least somewhere in the top five. And uh, I got to stop tripping. Um, I'm going to put Jeffrey Simmons above him. I, I just think okay. the pass rush from Jeffrey Simmons is the thing that separates him first mm -hmm. and foremost. So, so give me Jeffrey Simmons above him. Has a 77 grade in pass rush this year. The guy's been an absolute monster. He was a first round pick, so already a really talented player coming out. That's all I'm going to have coming in. Um, I believe that's at number three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Jeffrey Simmons analytically a little bit down from where he normally is, but he's a two time All Pro, uh, four and a half sacks though, and seven tackles for loss with 10 quarterback hits this year and you talked about that pass rush you get from him 14th and pass rush win rate so I've got him as my number two and number one my favorite player in the NFL, Derrick Henry, King yeah. Henry. Okay, he's got 830 total yards. But some of his stats, when you start to dig a little bit deeper, are pretty cool, man. He's number 12 in breakaway run rate. He's number three in breakaway runs. Number six in yards created. But these are what I like. Number one in average defenders in the box. So that means that guys are tooling up to stop oh, uh, Derrick Henry. And number one in stacked front carry rate. So that means no matter how how many guys you put in the box on King Henry, he's going to break out and bust runs. How many runs have you seen him make with a box? It's like everybody and their mom is sitting up there waiting on the Titans to hand the football off, and he breaks a 60-70 yard run. I got Derrick Henry number one as well. Yes. I think Derrick Henry, the fact, well, like, what's crazy about him. Well, who's your two? Um, I think I miscounted. I, I'll put Derrick okay. Henry number two, and I'll put we'll number one the people back. that are donating to street turkeys today. That's the number one. <laughs> I like one. it. That's I number like one it. for me. I like but it. But with Derrick Henry, I was going to – like, you got to put him atop the list, though. Got to. I mean, and, and this is your guy, and this is your favorite player in the NFL. And I like me some Derrick Henry, despite you trying to say that I hate running backs all the you time do. anyway. But here I am putting him atop of all the player <laughs> lists. This is a moment in time. Well, I mean – what, what can you say? We had somebody text in and say, this has to be the hardest top ten for y'all, LOL. Like, yeah, it probably at is. The bottom, at the bottom, especially, it was a little difficult because neither one of these teams have guys that are just tearing the world up when you start to get down past some of the elite players in this game. So what's crazy about Derrick Henry grading as, right now, the second best running back in all of football, it's the fact that if, if you were to just go off of what people are discussing with him, Without looking up any of the stats, just what you hear, I would have thought that he was having a down season. And that might be true for what normal Derrick Henry looks like. But then you start to look at the stats and look what he's producing and how he's doing it. And you even see him losing a little bit of this snap share to Ty J. Spears, who's also had a pretty good season. They're trying to find ways to put him out there on the field. Yeah, Derrick Henry, there's just nobody like him, man. He's yeah. the biggest freak at the running back position. four-plus yards per carry. He's averaging 66 yards a game. Uh, this is his lowest since 2018. But we know why, like you said, because teams are absolutely disrespecting the passing game that the Titans have. And they're saying, hey, we're going to stop Derrick Henry come hell or high water. So he needs a little bit more in the passing game to free him up, I think. But, 
you know, Henry, he's going to do what he does. All right, so that'll do it. Derrick Henry, number two on my list, number one on Wes's, and number one on my list is everybody helping out at the Street Turkeys event today at the corner of Mint and Moorhead. We'll be back with more Street Turkey conversation and some Panther conversation, some Thanksgiving holiday topics, all sorts of stuff. Weston Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Walker here at the WFNZ 21st Annual Street Turkeys presented by Ram Pavement. We're at the Doghouse, powered by Jack Daniels. We're broadcasting all day long. We're broadcasting since 6 a.m. with Mac and Bone. We'll be doing it until 6 p.m. Ending with Kyle Bailey. We're brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, TR Lawing, and One Cloud. We work in partnership with the Second Harvest Food Bank of Metrolina and Loaves and Fishes Friendship Trays to provide meals to families over the holidays and beyond. We're at the corner of Mitten Moorhead Street. We invite you to come donate frozen turkeys, canned food, boxed goods, monetary donations. It doesn't matter. And if you can't make your way here, you can donate by texting Street Turkeys to 44321. Street Turkeys, 44321. Any bit helps. It doesn't matter if it's just $1. It would be great if you could donate as much as you possibly can. But $1, perfect. $100, that helps too. It all helps. Now, one thing that we're doing with Wes and Walker, if you donate $100, then we will undergo a punishment. We will endure something to your amusement, even if it's not anything that we would love to do. We do it for the people here, Wes, and we want people giving back to the community and listening to Wes and Walker. And so that's why we are spinning the random wheel of death anytime somebody donates $100. It's all about give and take. You know, you give a little bit, and we're going to take you guys on a ride of humor and self-defecation with some of the things that we're going to do. Uh, headline by me wearing a Carolina jersey right. that will make me break out in hives, I'm sure. He's, he's allergic to it. We're going to have an EpiPen on site. <laughs> this is Wes wearing what is the most hated team. Team, the yes. colors of his most hated team. So he has to do that. Wes also has to order takeout, completing a bank of show catchphrases. We haven't made it up yet, but we're going to try to figure it out. He also has to go, this one's fun. This one's not really a punishment for you. You get to go out on the street here in a moment. Yes. Whenever you want to, we'll figure that out. And then get the takes of everybody volunteering, people stopping by and donating any food or money. You get to do that. We'll also have a Hot Wings-style show. So when we a hot one style show mm -hmm. we'll eat chicken wings that increase in its spiciness as a show goes on and we'll have to figure that one out Oof. my big question is do we make fitty 
a part of this, or is he going to chicken out? Yes, because he always <laughs> wants to be a part of the show when he things does. are good. Classic front runner. When things are going great, yes. when we're getting praised, and people are telling us how much they love the show, or when we see ratings, things of that nature, he's part of the show. But then when it comes to something that he doesn't want to do or he doesn't want to participate, it's y'all's show. <laughs> it's so a classic show. Fitty behavior. Um, by the way, I wonder if uh, Fitty is watching the Carolina game against Northern yeah, Iowa. Yeah, he might be getting a little happy now Ooh, on the flight. That I, might be helping him now. They're up 20. I'm sure he was not happy in the first half. They were down by five in the first half. The yes. TV's in my back. I mean, the second half has to have just been all heels, though. They're up 20. It is. Elliot Cadeau, Cadeau uh-huh. just hit a three. 72-49. Yeah, this game's done. And, and mind you, folks, this was in the, the first half. They were down to Northern Iowa. Now they're up 20 within really just past 10 minutes of play in the second half. All right, Shrop, so we only have one more time to spin the wheel right now, correct? Is there anything else that I'm not remembering? No, it's just the one for right now. All right, so we will spin it. This is the rule. You donate $100. We spin the random wheel of death. Here it goes one more time. We're spinning the wheel. We're figuring out what we're going to have to do. And the next one on the list is, oh, we're scrolling. We're getting close. All right, we got it. We got to the other one that I was talking about yesterday, Wes. Okay. You're not going to be alone in playing dress up. (laughs) I, too, will have to play dress up. Let's go. Buzz Whiteyear. Let's go. Buzz Whiteyear. All right. I'm all here. This is the one that Fiddy wanted more than any of the other tasks on this list. I have to wear my Bumblebee costume for an entire show at some point before the year's end. It has antenna. It's, it looks completely ridiculous. I had to wear it on a Locked on Hornets episode one time, so I'm going to have to wear it here. So everybody, Are you going to wear it where? Well, I was just going to do it. Uh, this is what I didn't know for sure, but I'm going to wear it during a show. Okay, so for the entirety of the show, you'll be wearing it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think that's only right. I mean, if that's what you want, I could do something else. Maybe I could. I, I know Stanford P said maybe I, you know, go pick up some food. That's what I was thinking about. All right. Yeah, somewhere in public where people have to see you and ask questions. All right. We can talk about it. But just know, <laughs> just know, I have to wear my B costume for the entirety of one show, or I have to wear it out and about completing an errand, something like that. So Buzz Whiteyear to the rescue. That's me. It's me to the rescue, and I'm going to be having to wear that costume. All right, let's uh, uh, let's hear some more ideas. You can text us, 704-570-9610. That's on the Carolina Men's Clinic text line. I wanted to go back to another topic that we had earlier. We were comparing players to Thanksgiving Day dishes and how they were playing. I said Bryce Young was playing like a turkey. Because a lot of people don't like turkey, and I find that unfathomable. But the reason the people don't like it is because it ain't been cooked right. And Bryce Young ain't been <laughs> cooked right. It's not been cooked right yet. Once you get the offensive line, once you get some wide receivers for him to work with, then I think Bryce Young will be a delicious turkey. Adam Thielen is the next guy I had on my list. I got one in mind. If you wanted to go first, you could. Do you have a food item in No, you go first. All right. I got you. Adam Thielen, for me... I feel like he's a dinner roll. Here's why. Okay. Dinner roll is about as reliable as you possibly get, but it's often forgotten about. Adam Thielen was someone that, you know, he's not forgotten about because he's the only target on offense. But at the beginning of the season, I'll raise my hand. I I thought he was going to be default wide receiver number one. And then I thought there was a shot that DJ Chark might pass him. That is a terrible take. I thought there was a shot 
that Jonathan Mingo might pass him. Another terrible take. I didn't think Hayden Hurst was ever going to pass him, but I was like, okay, well, maybe he just serves into this first down you know, role. He'll help you get those. Yeah, he's helping you get first downs, and he's also helping you elsewhere. The role doesn't get enough love. I don't feel like Adam Thielen is getting enough love nationally. Everybody's discussing, well, Adam Thielen's great, but you want him to be your second receiver, and yet here he is continuing to produce and produce and produce. I feel like he's reliable. I feel like he tastes good. It's not complete. A Thanksgiving meal is not complete with some kind of role, and I feel like this offense definitely is not complete without without Adam Thielen. I'm kind of in that same thought process as you, but I'm going to go with mashed potatoes, that constant that everybody likes and – tastes good constant like I said and that's what he's been for this offense this season he's been a guy that Bryce Young could count on no matter what he's been making a lot of catches uh there's no question about that we said he's on pace for 124 of those doesn't drop the football and so he's just been a guy for the Panthers that they could count on day in day out and I believe that you can do the same thing with mashed potatoes whether you make them in the box or you make them homemade it is easy to mess up mashed potatoes, but still very hard to because even if you do mess them up, there are things that you yeah, can yeah, do. There's yeah. simple fixes. I thought fixes. about that. There's simple fixes for mashed potatoes. Well, I don't want no lumpy taters either. That's man. what I'm saying. But then you can add a little <laughs> bit more milk to them or something like that and stir them up some more. If they're too is that a wide light? wide receiver joke? Add no, a little no, bit more milk. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you can thicken them up by adding more mix if that's how you choose to make them. So there are a lot of ways. Mashed potatoes are very versatile but yet very steady. All so right, that's I like why it. I like Adam Thielen to be mashed potatoes. All right, let's go to the text line, 704-570-9610. People giving their opinions on it. Panther Cliff said, them sweet King's Hawaiian rolls are so good. They are the Krispy Kreme donut of rolls. Not wrong. It's an excellent take, and I appreciate that from Panther Cliff writing in. B Money said, Derek Brown is the stuffing, stuffing the offense week in and week out. Nice, nice. That's what I thought about, too. You know, the other I have another one for Derek Brown. I thought about the stuffing as well, but I also thought like mac and cheese. The reason I thought mac and cheese because for the most part it's going to be pretty good that game. I mean, maybe he's not going to be special in some of these games where they have to double team him and he can't get into the backfield and provide a sack. Mm. But I, I don't want to say it's hard to mess up mac and cheese because you can do it. You can definitely do oh, it. Oh, you can. But I'm always going to at least try it. Man. And that's a, that's a little harder to fix. I, yeah, you're right. I don't know. <laughs> I went mac and cheese, but I think stuffing is better. I think B-Money had a much better comparison. I like it. I'm going to roll with what B-Money had as well, uh, the stuffing, because he is stuffing the run. He's uh, doing yeah. it as we evidenced by his uh, run-stop win rate. It was right there. I actually prepared for the segment, too, and it was right there. Somebody else had a better off-the-top-of-the-dome comparison than me. <laughs> Mike from Mooresville said, Johnny Hecker is the cranberry sauce. Occasional fun, but you don't want to see it too many times. It's a great text from Mike from Mooresville. I appreciate that text. Uh, now, Big Cat Dan said, Miles Sanders is homemade cranberry sauce. If people like cranberry sauce, I feel like people like the ocean spray more than homemade cranberry sauce. Yeah, we talked about that. I mean, I'm not a cranberry sauce guy whatsoever, but I guess for those of you who do indulge, a lot of people do Mm -hmm. like the ocean spray, man. Yeah. All right. And Stanford P was thinking about the same thing with me with mac and cheese. Adam Thielen is mac and cheese. Always reliable. Always there. Yeah, I, I think for the most part it's pretty reliable. Mac and cheese is. But I went with roll for Adam Thielen. Stuffing is the right answer for Derek Brown. I want to hear your best Carolina Panther Thanksgiving Day dish 
comparison. You can text it, 704-570-9610. Fun is being had by all. We're out here at the 21st Annual Street Turkeys event at the Doghouse, the corner of Mint and Moorhead Street. If you can text us and donate some kind of monetary donation, anything would help. Street Turkeys to 44321. That's 44321. Street Turkeys once more. 44321. LaMelo Ball, I have some comments from him after meeting with him earlier. That'll come up in the last hour. I think we're also going to try to put on a Thanksgiving Day draft, too. Yes. So plenty more to get to on Wesson Walker. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.